0: Hello, and welcome to the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. If you're wondering what happened to the Myth-Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center podcast, rest assured, you're in the right place. For various reasons, Myth-Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center now has a new name, but still has educational and inspirational content for you. I appreciate your patience with this change. You can find the Heartbeat of the Pro Life Ministry podcast online at theheartbeatpodcast.net. Now, here is today's episode of the Heartbeat of the Pro Life Ministry podcast. Welcome to Myth Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center where we'll bust some myths and tell the truth about what really happens at that pregnancy resource center down the street. My name is Beth Bissonette, and I've been an Executive Director for a Pregnancy Resource Center for 22 years. And I'll help you get to know your faith-based, family, preborn baby, and women-focused pregnancy center so that you can put your pro-life belief into positive action by supporting your local PRC. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I'm chatting with Cindy Tabor, Executive Director of Central Vermont Pregnancy Services in Barrie, Vermont. Through her own experiences as a young woman finding herself in an unexpected pregnancy, Cindy shares a very important reason by pregnancy resource centers exist to help women avoid the pain and suffering that abortion can cause. Here is my conversation with Cindy Tabor. Welcome, Cindy, to Myth Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center. I am so happy to have you here.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: I know from having lots of conversations with people over the years that everybody has a story to tell. And a lot of times in the pregnancy center environment, people have stories or testimonies about their own experiences that they've had in their life that brings them to the point that they want to help other people, especially when it comes to the issues of the value of life. I read last week, Roland Warren, he's the president and CEO of CareNet National. And he said this He said, God often uses unplanned pregnancies to make disciples for Jesus Christ. And I thought, that is so true. And that's what happens when he draws people into the pregnancy center movement. And we have our own stories. So I just wanted to give you the opportunity to share your story, Cindy.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor. And I do believe that uh, God does call those to this ministry. And it's just amazing. Well, I wasn't raised as a Christian and I found myself pregnant at 15. And not to age myself, um, but that was back in 1985. And I was told by my boyfriend and my mother to have an abortion. I felt like I had no choice. And later on, um, I had heard from another post-abortive woman. She had told me that Statistically, if a minor terminates her pregnancy, she's statistically higher to choose abortion one to two more times in her lifetime by the age of 25. And that was true for me. After my first abortion, I kind of I spiraled out of control and went on to even more unhealthy relationships at that point. My second and my third abortions were in my early 20s. My second was I was escaping an abusive relationship and I didn't want to know, didn't want him to know I was pregnant. And for my protection and the baby, I felt like I was protecting myself and the baby by not having it. My third abortion was the worst yet. It was purely out of selfishness. It was the wrong man in the wrong timing. And, and that is a mindset that we actually see with a lot of women in our pregnancy research centers. But after that, I was a wreck and overcome with guilt and toxic shame so i moved to vermont to get away and i started a new life at 23 to finish college and soon i was pregnant again with a guy i barely even knew but that was it i had refused to have another abortion and choose to be and i chose to be a single mom i told him that i was having the baby with or without you and um i am not having another abortion. And so it turns out we did end up getting married and having two sons. And in our fifth year of marriage, I became a Christian. So fast forward, God had brought me on my own very, very personal um, path of redemption and forgiveness. But as a Christian, I need to tell you this, Beth, is as a Christian, I heard about what a Pregnancy Resource Center ministry did. And, And at first I was shocked and I was angry. For many years, I wondered where was the pregnancy center when I needed them the most, when I was 15, and what will my life be like? But God used three things to transform me from pro-choice to pro-life, and that was motherhood, the actual birth of my children, my faith, and scientific advancement and medical technology. Ultrasound technology is the window into the womb that completely changed me and is so powerful and it changes minds every day. So God had so much pain to heal in my heart, and I didn't trust God. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust anyone, and I had not had a healthy relationship at all. But after my marriage failed, God used a Christ-centered ministry called Celebrate Recovery to heal my love and relationship addictions and to grow as a single mother. I was in recovery for almost 10 years and helping other women find freedom in Christ for her hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Was a privilege and an honor. God can heal the deepest shame and the hurts if you allow Him to. And condemnation and shame are never from Him. So I've heard it say, I don't know if you've heard this, but the church is a hospital for broken hearts and broken souls. Well, Celebrate Recovery is the emergency room of the church. And I was in it for nine years. As I grew in the Lord, I knew that um, He was calling me to serve in the pregnancy resource ministry at some point in the future. I knew he was calling me to do it. And maybe that would be my retirement job so, so far away, right? But God had to heal me first before I can be of any help to anyone. And I did want to share with women what I didn't experience, which was making an informed choice. Statistically, women will not choose abortion if she feels like she has someone in her corner. She has someone to support her. Pregnancy centers actually help them do that choice. Abortion is not the only choice. And I have a heart to stand alongside post-abortive women to help them find healing and freedom from their past. Because I can tell you, Beth, that if God can heal me and redeem my life, every woman needs to know that she can have that freedom too.
0: You are absolutely right. Now, I really need to back up. Where were you when you experienced those first three abortions? Where were you living at the time?
1: I was living in Massachusetts.
0: And you said that you were angry and asking, where was the pregnancy center when I needed them? Is that is that correct?
1: Yes. So did you
0: did you find out was there not a pregnancy center in that area or you just didn't know that they were there?
1: I didn't know that they were there. I think that's what made me angry the the most is because there are plenty of pregnancy centers in the area that I grew up in. I just didn't know that they were there to help.
0: So what do you think would be the key for the pregnancy center for a woman like you in your situation? What do you think that they should have done differently that would have reached you?
1: I think if my um, mother would have known that they were available. Um, I think she really was coaching me, guiding me, coercing me, whatever you want to, word you want to use. But because of her life experience, she really, and the narrative that she's been hearing is she really thought that that was what was best for me. And she was, she was actually saying that that was out of love um, is for her and for my life and for my future, that that's what she was saying. And, in her story, I can honestly tell you, my mom would say that is probably the one most single regret that she has in her life is that moment in time. And she wished she had known that there was other things out there that could support us.
0: Those of us who are moms, I think we can relate to her decision, right? When you have a fifteen mm-hmm. year old daughter, even mm-hmm. even for me working in a pregnancy center. I can see how if my child was 15 and unexpectedly pregnant, pregnant, I would not, I would not want her to choose abortion, but I could see how a mom would think, I don't want to, I don't want you to ruin your life. I want you to have Mm -hmm. a fresh start. So for the moms out there that have made that decision, we can understand how that can happen.
1: The pregnancy
0: center that was in your area evidently wasn't getting The word out maybe the way they could have and that's a real issue for us pregnancy centers isn't it because we feel like every step of the way we hit these roadblocks of well you can't advertise here or um you can't put the word out there even sometimes in the churches they don't always want to put the word out about pregnancy centers and and what we do because it's become a political issue
1: yeah so
0: you talked about celebrate recovery i'm a little bit familiar with that Did that factor into your healing process from your abortion or was it really a separate issue?
1: It was both. I think God healed me in both of those things. Um, In every hurt, hang up and habit I had, uh, we worked on it for years. I went through the 12 step process regarding my abusive relationships, about my love addiction, and also about my toxic shame. And so My abortions were the really, truly the major part of my toxic shame. So I had went through the 12-step program basically on that specific issue itself, too.
0: And in that Celebrate Recovery group, how were you met with the reaction of the fact that you were working on abortion shame? Did they know that? Or is that something you just kind of did in the background and didn't really bring it out to the forefront?
1: They knew that.
0: And they were... okay with that?
1: Yes, they were very supportive. Everyone had a different a different issues, different. Some women had food addiction, some women had um, healing from past abuse, physical abuse and sexual abuse as a kid. Um, and so we, um, I was very open and honest about my background and what I was getting healing for.
0: So you shared with the celebrate recovery group, did you did you share your abortion experiences with other people in your life other than your mom who who knew about it? Was there anybody else that you shared?
1: I think maybe um, a few friendships here and there. Um, I might have, but no. Um, I have pretty much been it's been a toxic secret for a very very long time, and I didn't I didn't share that a lot. And now it's my job. To share um, my story, and so that's how God um, can use and redeem things, which is uh, such such a blessing.
0: Exactly, and and your silence about the topic is not unusual. That's usually what women do is they keep it a secret because, as you said, it become it can often become this toxic shame. And that's why it's so important um, for us as pro-life people and for pregnancy centers to share that abortion is not the unforgivable sin and that there is healing from that. And God will use your experience for the good of others. And you're a perfect example of that, Cindy. It's how God is using your experience for the good of other people. So when you're meeting with a woman who comes into Central Vermont Pregnancy Services and she's considering an abortion, does your abortion experience affect how you relate or share information with her?
1: Well, first, I relate. I can tell you that um, because of my experience, no woman is ever judged when they come into our center at all. Um, Let me just tell you, I can promise you that. I do know the reasons. I mean, I've experienced pretty much every reason for a woman wanting an abortion in my own story. And so I can relate to her. However God leads me in those conversations, I will share. But I can relate to pretty much every reason why someone would want an abortion at this point with any woman.
0: And what do you think a couple of those reasons would be?
1: Um, I think coercion is um is is big where you know you're not supportive of the father of the baby's not supportive your your support network is not supportive of you i do believe that i didn't think that i could do it with the wrong time the wrong man the wrong place in my life i totally understand that i totally understand being in an abusive relationship and escaping that and finding myself not only am i escaping it but i'm also pregnant and not being wanted to being tied to an abusive man um, either in relationship or with a child and i also know um when i chose life i chose life as a single mom purposely i needed to be a single mom and i knew it and i was doing it by myself and i chose life even though it was going to be hard and also too, I didn't tell you this about my second my second son. My second son's on the autism spectrum. He's an adult now. Anyone woman is tempted to have abortion, special needs, single mom, wrong man, abusive man, and God help me and redeemed each and every one of those reasons for me.
0: I think that's a great myth that we can bust is people on the outside think that we can't relate to the women who are coming in who are in crisis, who are in an unexpected pregnancy. You only care about the baby. You don't care about her. But so many of us have been there already. We do know what it's like to be in crisis. We do know what it's like to be afraid. How are we going to live our life if we have a baby? How are we going to manage a relationship when there's abuse? How are we going to bring a baby into that kind of an atmosphere? And so because we've been there, I think that we are even more adept at understanding a woman's place that she's at in her life and not judging her for it. Like you said, we never judge because never so judge. many of us have been there. But we've also been in the place of maybe having an abortion and realizing the results of that and the the trauma that it can cause. And we don't want that to happen to the women who were coming in, in crisis.
1: We don't, and actually, I actually say this too to every woman in our center is, you have three choices. Each one of them in your circumstances is gonna be hard. Neither one of those, any of those choices you make are not gonna be easy, but you're not alone in that choice. And we're here for you.
0: Exactly. One of the best parts about relating to a woman when she comes in with an unexpected pregnancy is being able to say to her that we know that it's going to be a difficult situation. We know that it's a difficult decision. Nobody makes that decision easily. No matter what decision you make, it's going to change your life. So let Mm -hmm. us give you all of the information that you need to make an informed decision. And then whatever decision they make, we gather around them and support them, I do want to make sure that I say that we never at a pregnancy center will perform or make referrals for abortion. And so if she makes that decision, that's her decision to make in most states. Um, We are in New Hampshire and Vermont, respectively. And here, abortion is still legal in your state during all nine months in New Hampshire, up to 24 weeks. Is there anything else that you want to share? about your experience, Cindy?
1: There is hope. There's probably women, Christian women listening to this podcast, non-Christian women listening to this podcast that have this wound that they haven't allowed God to heal 100%. I just want them to know that there is hope and that there's healing and that God is not mad at you. And God wants to heal that broken place in your heart. And he will do it if you just allow him to do that. And the best way to do that is alongside other women that have experienced it. I just encourage them if if, if to seek out help. Even if you're 70, 85, it doesn't matter. Seek out help. Because it, it that wound does impact your relationship with the Lord. And he doesn't want that barrier between you and him. He wants to heal that. Just reach out to your local pregnancy center because that's what we're here for.
0: Exactly. I join you in everything you just said, Cindy. That's great.
1: So tell me, Cindy, what
0: right now at Central Vermont Pregnancy Services, what's your biggest challenge right now that you're facing?
1: biggest challenge right now is getting to very similar to what my life story was back at 15 is to getting the word out there that we are available and that we're a safe place to be able to make an informed decision know what's going on with them medically before they make a choice Referrals are really important to us from our christian communities and um i want every christian to be comfortable referring a woman or a family or a couple a young couple to the pregnancy resource centers if you knew they're experiencing an unplanned pregnancy. I really want to arm every Christian to know that hey, have you ever heard of Central Vermont Pregnancy Center or have you ever heard about ha- Haven Pregnancy Services? They're real they're they're a safe place to go to talk through things. We need referrals because we want to our goal really is a God-sized goal is to offer a life-affirming experience to every pregnancy in our community. And so that's every woman is to have a life-affirming launch um, into their pregnancy, no matter what they decide. We want to introduce every woman to her baby before she decides what to do uh, via ultrasound. And we can only do that with social marketing and advertising and getting our word out to so that we are a common place in our community versus just the best kept secret.
0: Right. It's very important because as we go out into the, the community of churches and we share what we do, it's important that those people who are like, hey, I really believe in what you're doing to share that information with others. And it's also important to say we we want to help women in an unexpected pregnancy, but we, we see every woman right, no matter what her decision is, she can come in and she can say, hey, I I want this baby, I've already decided I'm going to choose mm-hmm. life. We love that, you know, to be able to have everybody come in, if you have a need for pregnancy testing and an ultrasound or classes, or diapers or a car seat, no matter who you are, or, or where you are in the process, we want you to come in the door.
1: Absolutely. We want to be there. We want to launch every family and help every family thrive. And whatever, whatever need they may have, we want to meet it. And if we can't meet it, we'll find a church or we'll find um, a community service that can meet that need.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we have a resource box that has a whole list of, well, not a list, many lists of referrals (laughs) that we can give out to uh, women and families in the community that will help them with various different areas of what they of what they need. So Cindy, you You recently physically moved your center. Tell me about that.
1: Oh, we've had some really great changes. Um, So the first change that happened last year is we acquired a 3D and 4D ultrasound machine. So we are super excited about having that amazing technology in our center. This year, we just recently moved from the bottom floor of our building um, to the third floor of our building with a full renovation. So now we have a brand new machine and a brand new center um, to offer and share with all of our clients. And um, we have new staff, we have, we have our medical, our medical team is our medical director, and our nurse a sonographer. And then we also have a volunteer sonographer also too. So we're pretty excited about it.
0: How big is your staff? How many people do you have volunteer and paid?
1: I'd say, well, there's three paid employees, and then there's about six volunteers.
0: That's wonderful. So many times pregnancy centers have a really hard time finding volunteers to come in and help. I know for Haven, we've been well-staffed for a while now. And Mm -hmm. so when we have somebody contact us and say, hey, I'm interested in volunteering, sometimes it's it's hard because we don't want to turn them away, but we also don't want them to come in and have nothing to do. And so we always have a list of those peripheral things that they can do. Like I'm always looking for people who can come and help me fold and label newsletters because we still Mm -hmm. do snail mail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, it's nice to have those people on those lists that you can call and say, hey, I have this need. Can you come in and help me out on this day?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have some really great opportunities. Um, We've been reaching out to uh, women's groups um, and ministry uh, groups to, hey, do you want to have it throw a diaper drive for us? Hey, do you want to host a a baby shower for us? Um, You know, and or do you want to? uh, We have mommy boxes. Do do you want? Does your um, women's group want to get a list of what's in a mommy's box and create some for us for this next year? Or we have so many different. Um, initiatives and fun things to do. So we're always looking for first, our prayer partners, we need them the most. Second, second, we need, you know, our donors that monthly want to partner with us, you know, monthly or annually or or quarterly. And we need those. But we also need those volunteers and those people that want to serve too. that want to serve and do some fun things, um, some fun projects with us too. So that's kind of fun.
0: So if they wanted to get involved with Central Vermont Pregnancy Services, what's your physical location?
1: We are physically in downtown Barrie on 105 North Main Street in Barrie.
0: And how can they get in touch with you if they want to get involved?
1: You can uh, text us or call us at our phone number 802-479-9215. Or you can easily reach out to us um, on our website too, which is um, cv for Central Vermont Pregnancy Services
0: Anything else you want to share with us, Cindy? Your listener is listening. What do you want them to know?
1: I want to thank my listener for being um, so supportive of us for the over the years, and I also want to just challenge every Christian. Every Christian should be supporting their local pregnancy resource center. We are the place where God heals hearts and grows families and the place where miracles happen every day. It is a ministry worth investing in.
0: I agree 100%. And it is such such a pleasure to work with other pregnancy centers. We're all separate from one another as far as our finances go, our board we have separate board of directors, we have separate staff. But we're all interlinked under the banner of Jesus Christ and with him as our foundation. And it it is so encouraging to be able to have these conversations with other directors and other people like you, Cindy. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today.
1: Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: If you would like to support Central Vermont Pregnancy Services in Barrie, Vermont, you can find them on their website, carenetcv.org, or find their contact information in the show notes of today's episode. Please share this podcast with your pro-life friends so they can put their pro-life belief into positive action with prayer and support. Thanks so much for spending some time with me again today, and remember, your life is is precious.